We're talking sustainability now. Whether we like it or not, we're going to have to deal with it. Crew, let's ranch it up. Good day, everyone, and thanks for riding with us on this all-new episode of the Ranch It Up Radio Show. I'm Jeff Tigger Earhart. And I'm Rebecca Warner, a.k.a. Beth. A big thank you goes out to our partners, the DLCC Ranch, Pharmatan and Imogene Ingredients, the Tri-State Livestock News, the Farmer and Rancher Exchange, and the Fence Post, Westway Feed Products, Allied Genetic Resources, Livestock Market, Equine Market, and AuctionTime.com, RFD TV, the Cowboy Channel, and Wrangler. Cow Country News, you know, the cow stuff. Our top news story, many have heard of the recent bank closures. Here's a recap. From CNBC News, New York State regulators on Sunday shut down Signature Bank, a big lender in the crypto industry, in a bid to prevent the spreading banking crisis. The banking regulators said depositors at Signature Bank will have full access to their deposits, a move similar to that which was made to ensure depositors at the failed Silicon Valley Bank will get their money back. Regulators said that all depositors of this institution will be made whole, as with the resolution of Silicon Valley Bank, they said no losses will be borne by the taxpayer. The regulators shuttered Silicon Valley Bank last Friday and seized its deposits in the largest U.S. banking failure since the 2008 financial crisis and the second largest ever. The dramatic moves come just days after the tech-focused institution reported it was struggling, triggering a run on the bank's deposits. A senior Treasury officials said that while depositors will have access to their money, equity, and bondholders at both banks are being wiped out. Kirk will have more on this and how they affected the cattle and grain complexes later in the show. Now, this next story is a big one, and it's one that is going to affect us all. Beginning in June of 2023, livestock owners will need a prescription from a licensed veterinarian to purchase all medically important antimicrobial drugs. That, according to Dr. Gerald Stoka, North Dakota State University Extension Veterinarian and Livestock Stewardship Specialist. Currently, there are several antibiotics sold over-the-counter that do not require a veterinary prescription to purchase. The changes being implemented in 2023 are the latest in a plan put into place in 2012 by the Food and Drug Administration. At that time, the FDA recommended limiting the use of antimicrobial drugs that are considered necessary for assuring animal health to include veterinary oversight or consultation. The most common products in this category include penicillin, all oxytetracycline products, including 100, 200, and 300 milligram milliliter injectable formulations and the sulfur class of antimicrobials. Animal owners still have access to medically important antimicrobials to address animal health issues in consultation with their veterinarian to obtain a prescription. Drug sponsors, which means drug manufacturers, have two years to voluntarily comply with the guidance. And that's all I've got today. That's a wrap of our news. I want to switch gears on y'all just for a little bit and tell you about genetics that are just kind of a tick different. And the U2 Connection Bull Sale is coming up real fast. It's coming up this Tuesday, March 21st at 1 p.m. Mountain Time in Coldale, Alberta, Canada. We're talking Red Angus and Angus Genetics. Now, Jeremy Viator, whom many of you know personally, and we've had her on the show many times. She has purchased and ran U2 Genetics for over 10 years, and she says it like this. She just says, crew the cattle work. Red Angus and Angus bulls of a different type and, and generations of maternal excellence. Red and black offerings 
that are just plain powerful. Now, U.S. buyers have a 30% buying advantage due to the strength of the U.S. dollar. This equates to the opportunity to own a progressive herd sire or a set of bulls that could advance your next calf crop. Now, head to u2ranch.ca. That's you, the letter U, 2, ranch.ca for additional information and to view catalogs and videos online. Now, Sheremy will be available to help evaluate the bulls prior to the sale, so do not hesitate to reach out. She has ran those cattle for many, many, many years and says, like we said, they just plain old work. And as always, you can get a hold of Beck and I, and we can get you in touch with whomever you may need. That's the U2 Connection Bowl Sale happening this upcoming Tuesday, March 21st, 1 p.m. Mountain Time in Coaldale, Alberta, Canada. For more information, go to the letter U, U, the number 2, ranch.ca. And here's the big sale report for you today. Neil Brara, Red Angus, sets a new world record. Yeah, Lot 18 was the highest price Red Angus bull to ever sell at public auction at 217500 Now, at 210000 there were still three bidders on him, finally stopping at $217,500. Congratulations to the crew from Neo Brara Red Angus. Time for a break. Now, we talk sustainability when we come back on the Ranch It Up radio show. The 2023 World Famous Mile City Bucking Horse Sale starts May 6th and 7th with horse racing. Also, Mother's Day weekend, May 14th, moms are admitted free. And this year, we've added horse racing May 19th, 20th, and 21st as well. May 18th is a concert with Mitchell Tenpenny at 8.30, Stolen Road, and Copper Mountain Band leading off at 6 p.m. There's bronc riding, mutton busting, wild horse racing, a bronc match, street dance, and more. Online for schedule and tickets, buckinghorsesale.com. South Devon and South Devon Genetics from the DLCC Ranch. Why South Devon? Well, it's real easy. Composites with South Devon, they can bridge the gap between continental and English breeds. Join us in Piers, Minnesota, Saturday, April 15th, for the DLCC Ranch annual production sale featuring South Devon Poundmaker and Navigator cattle. You've heard me talk about it before. It's the largest South Devon offering anywhere. DLCC Ranch. Can I interest you in live calves this winter and spring? How about getting rid of scours? I've talked about Pharmatan from Imogene Ingredients before, and I'm bringing it up now because your cows need to have Pharmatan in their system 90 days pre-calving to help eliminate scours. Pharmatan is now on my team of experts, so if you need some more information or have questions, just get a hold of me. You can head online to PharmatanUSA.com. You can look up Pharmatan on Facebook and Imogene Ingredients or call 515-745-1639. The Ranch It Up radio show, as much information as we can pack into a 30-minute program as possible. Y'all ready for this? Sustainability. Here we go. When we hear the word or the term sustainability, it causes and it conjures up all sorts of emotions. I understand that. Maybe some of us get frustrated asking the questions of, well, why doesn't everybody understand what we do and why we do it and how we do it? It's just common sense, Right. Well, the word sustainability, I got news for y'all, it is here to stay and it is a requirement. It may not necessarily be a situation where we are sharing our agricultural story with others, but it does have three aspects to it. And we can all work on and within at least one of those three aspects because it is a requirement. Here's what I mean. 
not a requirement by the government or some sort of regulation at first, but a requirement by our consumers. The world is changing, dear friends, and we have to be able to adapt and be willing to change with it. That is inevitable. So let's start this discussion about sustainability and how does it work and how can we slowly start to understand it ourselves to help others understand what, where, and how we are doing certain things. Steve Wooten and his family own and operate the Beatty Canyon Ranch in Southeast Colorado, Kim, Colorado, to be exact. Steve, thanks for joining our crew. Let me just start with this. Sustainability, Mr. Steve, what would you give me as your definition of sustainability in the cattle business? And that's kind of a 30,000-foot view of that, of course. Yeah, sustainability in the cattle business is, is tying those three elements together of the social side of it, the profit side of it, and the environmental side of what we do on a daily basis managing our beef cows. In the cattle business, we are not immune anymore to what is happening around us. And what I mean by that is what has happened, you said the word social, what has happened uh, societal-wise, we are not immune to that. The woke community has infiltrated officially the cow business, and, and it's a way of life now. Um, so sustainability, as you know, that was a word that we used a lot. It was kind of a buzzword. But then all of a sudden, sustainability started taking, people started associating it with this negative connotation sometimes. Why is that? Well, let's back, let me back up just because you brought up that aspect of woke, the diversity, equity, inclusion, and, uh, and environmental, social, and, and governance. When we're talking about that tri-legged stool and we say social, that's your community. That's what that part means, not social governance or social things like that. So that in our definition, that's that part of it. You cannot have rural communities failing and be sustainable any more than you can you can be unprofitable and be sustainable or can you destroy the environment that you're living in and be sustainable so as we're talking about what's happened in society coming at us that issue whether it got decided by the consumer coming back down the supply chain or a portion of the supply chain started saying hey we got a new marketing technique here let's say it's sustainable we tried gmo we tried others so it doesn't matter which way it, it took place. That ship sailed. We're now in this discussion for the long run about what is sustainable. And yes, it is an, it is an entire societal issue right now. It's a question in society. Can we produce ourselves in a way that we keep our environment safe? Can we produce beef in a way that through the entire supply chain, from us as a cow-calf producer to a retailer, can be profitable and justify what we do as an environmental issue. We, the elephant in the room is greenhouse gas. We feel like we're a solution to greenhouse gas, not a problem. We have a contribution to it. We were sitting in a session today in one of the committees, and they were saying 10% of all domestic greenhouse gases is related to agriculture. Beef is only 5% of that. We're so close to matching neutrality already. All we got to do is go to work at it. I would agree with that. And I find so many times that, that with, with us in the cattle business, it's really easy for you and I to talk cattle, right? It's really easy, Steve. We could talk cows all day long till, till your bride is, oh, my gosh, we got to get going, right? I mean, we can talk cows and genetics and just about everything. But it's 
I, I think we have a hard time of going outside of that comfort level. And now more than ever, even though those of us that, you know, we're teaching the next generation that you have to inform and you have to educate and you have to engage and, and there, there cannot be conflict and you have to be open-minded and all of those wonderful things that we're teaching the next generation. But I think we're, we're at such a, a difficult point of trying to go outside of our circle right and to talk to honestly our customers it is hard for me as a rancher taking care of stuff on the on the ranch to get out and talk to people in new york it isn't going to happen right exactly and that's that's the great principle of the u.s roundtable for sustainable beef is it's from pasture to plate so we provide all the story, and we let the retailers tell the story for us. We send the science back up the supply chain and let those that have that constant communication with their consumers tell them the story. Give them the story. Tell them what's happening on the ranches. And everything that NCBA and, and, and universities are doing to show that example, whether by video or engaging in social media and telling the story, it's making a difference, but we got to stay at it. You're right. The next generation is going to be better than our generation is, but we can't just not try to get that message out through all means. But we do have one way that works. We've got the retailers that so desperately want that consumer that's got those questions to get the right answers. So they come back in the store. My mind was thinking, I remember in 1975 when we started working for the family, labor was an issue even then. Could we, could we get labor that was good enough to do the job, could get the job, and then retain that labor year over year over year? And it was a challenge then. It has taken a quantum leap forward in its difficulty. And I don't have an answer as to how we solve that. Some of that is societal. Some of it is individuals are going to have to come back to the realization that a job really is self-worth instead of relying on somebody else to just put a check in the mail to them. That's the only way we're going to get the supply chain issues. And we see it in fence posts, steel fence posts, steel wire. You name every item we need on a ranch to run, and I'll almost guarantee you we're going to have a hard time getting it put on the ranch. So the word sustainable, I mean, I keep coming back to this, and that can be viewed as such a blanket term as you know. I mean, that's been discussion of it can be something very specific. It could be a 30,000-foot view. So then in your opinion of you talked about the three-legged stool, perfect example. I agree with it 100%. Going forward in the future, what do you see? What is your opinion? We're going to be working with sustainability for the foreseeable future. It is the new standard by which we're going to be operating our businesses at. It's the new standard that the consumer is going to look at us. In the last three years, we were fortunate to see a study by Madden Company. Three years ago, it was the environment. When polling the consumers, what's the most important choice you make in purchasing beef? Oh, it's the environment, the greenhouse gas issue. It switched. It's now animal welfare. By 47%, the comment was animal welfare. By 46%, it was environment. And they said the animal welfare thing is going to move further and further ahead. They love their beef, but they want to know that the care is taken from the time that animal is on the ranch. It transitions through the stalker program, through the feedlot. That live animal side of it is most important to them. They want to know they're taking care of that. that that is. So that paradigm is great because we can tell that story we can answer that story i think easier than we can answer the greenhouse gas story and there's nothing wrong with expecting that 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 is a natural way the fact of the matter we've been doing it for 100 years 
the ones that didn't want to take care of animals, they gave up the business a long time ago. I guarantee everybody in our area and as far as my family stretches out over a couple of states, everybody's caring for the animals. It's profitability. It's common sense. It's just an ethic inside of us to do good at all times. Steve, thank you so much for the time. We really just dance with the topic, as you can about imagine, but we need to start the awareness of what is happening around us. Yeah, we are all thinking of buying bulls and calving and moving snow and planting season will be here and insect control and all of those things, but those are management strategies. We need to be aware of what is down the road, across the fence, around the bend, as Beck would say, and that, my friends, is our future. Whether we are ready for it or not, that is the requirement set by the consumers. We are going to keep talking sustainability and bringing up the topic as much as we can going forward, visiting with various producers and getting ideas and strategies, concepts, and hopefully it can trigger ideas for you and for me. And share those ideas with us here in the studio if you have some of your own. Fire me an email, ranchitupshow at gmail.com. Call and text me 24-7 at 707-726-2420. Message me on social media. We're prowling all over the place. Now, crew, keep the dial tuned right here, if you would. Kirk is on hold, and we talk the numbers. That means the Ranch It Up Radio Show will be right back. Before you purchase your next set of bulls or females, remember this. The seed stock business is about genetic improvement and customer service. Allied Genetic Resources understands this as well as anyone. Marty Ropp with Allied. That's our charges as seed stock producers is people look at us and you've got to make genetics that work better for us. We see that charge. We understand that charge. And we're going to use all the tools we can to get there. Allied Genetic Resources, where the mission is commercial customer success, period. Nutrition does not need to be difficult or overwhelming or complicated at all. Keep things simple with Westway Feed Products. Cow-calf, dairy, feedlots, equine, and custom if you need. You can count on Westway. Westwayfeed.com. Cattle Market Reports to various news stories. The Tri-State Livestock News covers it all. Check us out at tsln.com. Subscriptions or advertising, call Tracy Hawk at 406-951-3211. The Tri-State Livestock News, what ranchers read. Livestockmarket.com is the go-to online marketplace for livestock, horses, hay, and straw. Sales manager Mark Vanzi tells us how easy it is to use. Cattleman can take photographs, videotape his own calves. He can upload them directly to the site. He can sell them private treaty. He can sell them on the online auction. The biggest principle behind the whole livestockmarket.com concept is producer has complete control. The online platform that works without all the restrictions. Livestockmarket.com on Facebook, too. Welcome back, everyone, to the Ranch It Up Radio Show. It's that time of day. Checking back in with Kirk Donsbach, Stonex Financial Incorporated, and a busy man he is in the midst of calving season. I'm not going to ask you how calving season is going. We were talking about it off air, and like a lot of people, Kirk, well, a lot of people across the country that are still facing you know, bitterly cold temperatures for this time of year. I mean, guys are starting wanting to start thinking about planting, and that is far off, and everybody's still kind of pulling calves out of out of snowbanks. Or the opposite direction, if we're going all the way back in the south, people are facing uh, record heat. So definitely this has not been an easy spring for everybody, you included. It's definitely been a struggle. What are we looking like for numbers? Are we still getting a lot of action and things are moving back and forth? 
So this will be in reference to Friday, March 10th, and we're going to go off our normal pattern here a little bit, Tigger. We're going to touch on the big news coming out of the stock market, and that would be the Silicon Valley Bank closure. Uh, by the weekend closing, there was a total of three banks that have closed. U.S. government announced a policy that will give one-year loans against the T-bills that those banks have to keep everybody liquid. And that seems to kind of alleviate some of the immediate fear. But I think cattle owners specifically need to keep an eye on this in relation to the demand side of the equation. With that, we'll jump right into our normal numbers. April feeders closed at 197.60. That's up a buck 55 on the week. And keep in mind, this as of Friday, March 10th. The CME feeder index was 188.83, up $3.40, leaving the basis a negative $2.64.5. April live futures closed the week at 164.35. That's up a dollar 17 and a half on the week, with cash mostly at 165, with the five area weighted average up 80 cents at 165.22. This leaves our basis a positive 94 and a half cents, and the weekly slaughter at 634,000, which is a pretty good number, up 5,000 from the week before and only down 4,000 from the same week last year. Choice boxes did find some weakness down $4.41, closing at $284.91, leaving the spot packer margin still at around $100. In conclusion, May corn closed the week at $6.18 and a quarter, down 22 and a half cents. It did find support at the $6 level. And I would remind our listeners, we have planning intentions March 31st. Yeah, good luck on those plant intentions. That's the key word. Not going to be any wheels turning, I think, for a while for a lot of us. And I will remind everyone that, you know, with so much talk of uh, what this cattle market is going to do, and there is speculation and uh, extreme optimism <laughs> by a lot of people, I'm going to say start today with that marketing program. For the calves that are being born now, start today with that marketing program. And the way to start that is by subscribing to Kirk's free newsletter. I, it comes in every Sunday. I read it top to bottom. Text the word cattle, C-A-T-T-L-E-2, 33777. And Kirk, that is that is the best way, correct, to kind of get going and get the newsletter. And then, then we've got some contact information and email. And then communications can start, correct? Absolutely. That is the simplest and easiest way to get started. Mark Van Z with equinemarket.com. Coming up this Wednesday, March 22nd, we have our monthly online horse auction. Bidding opens at just $100, no reserve. All horses will sell. This month's sale features 16 fantastic horses. Featured lots include Cash, a buckskin quarter horse gelding, nine years old, professionally trained, used in all aspects of ranch work, roping, sorting, penning, from G6 Ranch in Zena, Ohio. Chick, an AQHA sorrel gelding, coming four years old. He's been used in the feedlot and pasture, moving, sorting, gathering, tagging, and doctoring yearlings from High Brothers Livestock in Downing, Missouri. George, a gray APHA gelding, 11 years old, opens, gates, confident, and bold on the range, never roped in the arena, but he has in the past year from Ricochet Stables in Athens, Texas. Butterscotch, a dun, quarter horse, Mustang cross mare. She's eight years old, fearless, with a drafty-type build from KR Training in Larkspur, Colorado. Penelope, a dappled gray quarter horse mare, six years old, 60 days under saddle, been ridden outside, moved cattle. She'd make a great rope horse from Bellarina Venture in Gunther, Texas. Lulu, a paint mare, six years old, small stout mare that you can take in any direction. She'd make a great barrel prospect, ranch, or trail from Torgerson Ranch in Colorado Springs. Melody, 
An AQHA Bay Appendix mare, six years old, been used lightly on the ranch and in the mountains. She can carry a pack saddle from AWOL Equestrian in Boise, Idaho. Whiskey. He's a buckskin AQHA gelding, 12 years old, used for trail riding, roping, and some barrel racing. He's kid safe from Chateau Venture in Jonesboro, Texas. Trixie, a bay quarter horse pony. She's 10 years old, powerful pony, rides trails, gathers cows, even ropes goats from Gattakin Performance Horses in Neely, Nebraska. View all these horses and more on the website. Bidding is currently live, but all horses will sell the morning of Wednesday, March 22nd. Got a horse to sell? Regular online horse auctions the fourth Wednesday of every month on equinemarket.com and auctiontime.com. I tip my hat to you from one legend to another. Before we say fare thee well, one final tip of the hat, and that goes out to all of you tax preparers, the accountants, the bookkeepers, the managers. It could be your spouse who has frantically been doing that bookkeeping back at home there for you, trying to get all that paperwork in order because you know what? It's just around the corner that the deadlines are going to be here. So at our place, we implemented, since you and I got together, we do 12 rounds of book work each year at the end of the month we go through with all of our receipts and we get everything in order and we get everything filed so since we started this can you say and i'm not saying my way is better i'm just saying can you appreciate now the fact that when we roll into a new year everything's done and we roll into tax season <laughs> everything's done all we got to do was you know that we had to do was figure out the mileage books and that was about it well, you know, there's always two schools of thought, and when you join forces sometimes, yes, one individual can be a little stubborn, which was me in this case, I will admit it, in our household. So, yes, thank you, Tigger, for... I'm not trying to win one over. Down. I'm just I'm just saying when it comes to every penny counts and oh, absolutely. In today and everything that mm -hmm, we're doing. Mm -hmm. Now, that's going to wrap it up for today. A big thanks from our crew to yours, Steve Wooten with the BD Canyon Ranch, Mark Vanzi with LivestockMarket.com. Kirk Donsbach, Stonex Financial Incorporated, and the accounting wizard herself. That's you, boss lady. <laughs> A big thank you to our partners, DLCC Ranch, the Miles City Bucking Horse Sale, Farmitan, and Imogene Ingredients, the Tri-State Livestock News, the Farmer and Rancher Exchange, and the Fence Post, Westway Feed Products, Allied Genetic Resources, LivestockMarket.com, EquineMarket.com, AuctionTime.com, RFD-TV, the Cowboy Channel, and Wrangler. Now, crew, that's going to wrap it up for today in this episode of the Ranch It Up radio show. Be sure to follow and like us on Facebook at Ranch It Up Show. Our email is RanchItUpShow at gmail.com. Call and text us 24-7, whatever you may have, a question, a suggestion that is. Comments, concerns, criticism, it doesn't matter. Spread the good word and join us again next week where it's always Tigger Approved. Stay ranchy and ranch it up.